1: 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by
0: Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access
1: to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. talking
0: about about. what up world you're listening to the full goal with jason golf presented by the ringer a spotify original
1: yeah Shout out to all the folks over at the local Angle FanDuel TV. As you can see in the background, it is a festive Christmas season. In the background, you know, I got the poinsettias back there, which haunt my dreams every single time Christmas season rolls around because my first job was at Frank's Nursery and Craft, and I unloaded Christmas trees onto old ladies' wood panel station wagons while also selling them poinsettias by the, by the bushels, okay? So anytime I see a poinsettia, I think, damn, that's when I was making for. 75 an hour and over to my left we have the Christmas tree that uh, Dr. P had just uh, you know freshly adorned with the ornaments so we are in full Christmas vibes here and guess what there's Christmas cheer because there was no Bears football so you might ask yourself man what's the local angle gonna be about well Jay what's been going on you you seem pretty jolly you know why I seem pretty jolly y'all because I'm a Bulls fan and I don't care what you say two wins out of seven happening in three days, span oh we out here cooking with gas i'm out here planning parades you can't tell me nothing i owe the for mvp kobe white is going to be you know when can we max out kobe huh these are the conversations that i'm looking forward to having because guess what we are coming back down to earth Right. We're figuring out what we want as a basketball fandom, as Chicago Bulls fans. Kobe White has played his butt off all season long so far. And the games that he didn't score in, he bounced back and played terrific defense like the dude is growing in a way that I am so happy to see. In these last two games, Kobe White has gone above and beyond to be the leader that kind of has been absent on this team. And I, and my man Kendall Gill sitting to my left said that Kobe White became the leader of this team the other night. And I was like, oh, hold on, KG. Hold, hold on. <laughs> you don't want to put that on that young man's jacket just as yet. They still 7-14. and 14. You don't want him having to lead a bunch of dudes who are older than him. But... I really, really have been impressed with the young man. And uh, we've been impressed with the effort. That's all we asked for, and that's all we've talked about from the start of this season was if you're not talented enough, which that's not the truth. <laughs> There's plenty of talent on this team. But if you're not talented enough, play hard. Play smart. This team has gotten out and ran. And and what's happened is, and it's been interesting to watch, is that DeMar DeRozan has kind of had to find his pace and find his spots in the offense. And when it slowed down, it's so so present. It's, it's it's spotlighted. It's magnified over these last couple of games because there is a certain section of the squad that wants to run. We've seen alley-oops and, and and lob passes for the first time in years. And you can't get those usually in the half court because the guy that you would be throwing it to is the guy that's usually got the ball in his hands dribbling, which is Zach Levine. So in the last two games, I've seen better effort. We've seen better shooting, obviously. And it's not even a fact that the bulls control the basketball see this is the thing we talked about that top five defense and top 10 defense uh as far as as the metrics are concerned well what's happening is the beginning of this season with the pace not being what it's supposed to be the bulls are in the top five in turnovers allowed right so uh, they hadn't been turning over the basketball they've been putting up a lot more shots but in that first game without zach and without demar DeRozan against the Milwaukee Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, against the Milwaukee Bucks, they had 13 first half turnovers. And I wasn't mad at one of them because they all came in the half court. They were running, they were pushing the ball. And when the thing got when the offense got bogged down or the defense was set, that's where they turned the basketball over. So even the turnover number, which what they're playing right now, I look forward to that getting a little bit chunkier. You know why? Because the mistakes that they need to make are effort. And pace mistakes. It's not decision making where it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing too much. If anything, it's a guy not getting hit with a back cut or somebody being faked out where they're supposed to be because you're on the floor with guys that you're not normally on the floor with. The the rotations have been skewed a little bit as well because Zach Levine has gone down. DeMar DeRozan missed a game in there with an ankle sprain. Alex Caruso didn't play the second half of their last game. So they've got guys out there that haven't really been on the court with each other for any uh, appreciable amount of time. And Io DeSumo was like, all right, it's time for me to just run and play defense and do the things that I did in Illinois. Like the, the, the way that Justin feels, you know, when, when everybody blew up about uh, the, the, the coaching answer that he gave, and then he had to come back out and talk about it an hour and a half, two hours later, it's not because somebody is dumb. It's because they're young, they're inexperienced. A lot can be put on an inexperienced, developing player's plate, and it'd be too much. We've all been the new person at a job, the new guy, the new girl, the new whatever at a gig. And if it, on day one you learn how to do everyone's gig, then there's going to be an issue. It is not about aptitude. It's not about can you can you pass a test. It's about, okay, you're a professional and this situation, you know, anytime that too much is heaped on a young player's plate or a young athlete's plate, it's because the situation probably isn't good, right? It's because you were there as the savior because this team is no damn good. Or people are hurt and you have to fill in. Io DeSumo looked like a regular basketball player. He didn't have to worry about initiating the offense and doing pick and rolls with Vooch. He was just out there playing. And these, these last couple of games... I know that in the grander scheme of things, the big picture, they may not. They don't mean a lot when it comes to what the Bulls will be this season. But for me, it was stark. The contrast was stark. And it's bad timing for Zach. And his right soreness, his right foot soreness. It's it's horrible timing for him, right? Because you go out and then all of a sudden they have two of their better wins of the season, which brings the total to seven. So even if it ain't about you, it looks like it's about you playing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't leave my crib, you know, tonight and then come back a week later and be like, man, you know, we were just having this conversation. Me and P was just having this conversation. Man, you know, uh, somebody really did put together all these bookshelves in here, huh? You know, it's like, damn. Hey, uh, As soon as I left, everything got done around here Hey, it ain't that I'm a bad guy Maybe I was just a little bit slow on the draw Putting the shit together That's all it is And and that's what it looks like with Zach now These last two games like, well, Maybe I'm not a bad basketball player And maybe I'm not the reason why the pace is slower And the effort is bad But I'll be damned (laughs) I'll be damned if they didn't figure it out While I was away Right. And he's gonna be away now for a, a week, you know, back, you know, backloaded to the last two games, right? So he's already spent that time on on the men. And I'm not here to question if Zach has a you know a legitimate injury or not. We just know what the optics are and we talk about these things, like fans and observers do talk about these things. So to see this team, and there's a little bit of this in it too. Hey, the backups, and we've all been in jobs before where we got a chance to do somebody's job that is above ours and you can't wait to style on somebody. The backups looked at each other and was like, hey, y'all, <laughs> the dudes that we've been talking about behind their backs ain't playing these next couple of games. <laughs> Let's get it in. <laughs> Let's get it in, in, in a good way though, you know what I mean? Like big brotherly way. Like, you you know when your big brother is out and you're you, you moving around the house, you're like, yeah, I did what he did because I'm better than him. Uh, I didn't get the big piece of chicken now screw that dude he ain't worth his value anymore like that's what those young dudes is running around Patrick Williams is out here pulling up dunking on people catching lobs like, like Patrick Williams is out here turning it into you know Carl Malone <laughs> maybe all this time we've been talking about like oh Pat is deferring to the veterans and Pat doesn't want to do this maybe just maybe and I'm just having fun for all of y'all out there that's about to get up upset about this but I don't care maybe just maybe Pat was like tried to told you tried to told you (laughs) that dude is the reason why I don't shoot (laughs) because Pat has been out here balling and obviously that's not the case but like I said it looks a little shaky (laughs) looks a little shaky but shout out to them because they needed something they needed a shot in the arm they needed to feel good about themselves. They needed some wins. <laughs> like, you're answering the same questions over and over. And obviously now going forward, you'll be answering questions about the two dudes who you count on the most, who dictate your winning or losing the most. DeMar DeRozan, the reports are now that the the, the heat and the Knicks are preferred options. And, and, and then, then the, then the, the, the market isn't that uh, vast for Zach like, You're answering these questions every single night, every single practice. You're answering those questions that you're posing to yourself as well. Like our dudes bought in. So to see that a Billy Donovan led team can muscle up for a couple of games and play the way that knowing that the talent is not out there, knowing that you're missing 25 points a game and Zach, when he's healthy and doing his thing, knowing the game before that, that you're missing DeMar DeRozan, who is your fourth quarter go-to guy. Hey, I talk a lot about bad things on this pod because of the state of Chicago sports. Bravo. That's all we ever need, y'all. That's all we ever need. A little effort. Like, like, let, let's be real about it. Chicago sports fans are, are the dudes who are like, hey, you know what? Hey. A five or six really ain't bad for me. You know, I I just need somebody. I need somebody that's warm and loving and inviting. Cook a little bit. Know how to read. Teach my kids something. You know, we ain't out here trying to get no dimes. You know, we we ain't we ain't pulling up looking at the front row at the game. Like, yeah, that could be ours. No, no, we in the cut. You know what I mean? We we here hoping that you. All you need is a slice and a soda to hang out. That's all we need. We we not like we talk this championship talk and all we here for is the championship and championship standard. I can do that. Kyle can't do that. I, I producer Kyle Williams is 24 damn years old. What he gonna say about championship standard? All Kyle wanna do right now is have a good time in the first round. You feel me? You ain't even gotta, you ain't even gotta say we going steady with Kyle. You could just, you know, make him feel good. You know what I mean? Give him give, give him, you know, give him your Netflix subscription. That's all the Bulls fans, the young Bulls fans right now want. They just want the Netflix subscription. And all the Netflix subscription is, is trying hard. Try hard, you know, hit a couple of shots, entertain me, talk crazy, be tough, but have a good time. These last two games have been a good time. And that's all we're looking for, I think, is a good time. Not commitment, not championship standards, not love, just a good time. All right, more of that good time can be promised every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Thursday. And looking at my producer's face, I thoroughly made a fool of myself having a good time with y'all. Thank you so much to the FanDuel TV people. And of course, shout out to the local angle. I'm Jason Goff. This is The Full Go.
0: We'll be back with more of The Full Go with Jason Goff after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought
1: to you by State Farm. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when your first $5 money line bet wins. Monday Night Football's got two really good young teams who are on the incline. Two teams ready to take over the AFC. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes has something to say about it but Bengals, Jaguars we got Calvin Ridley to score a touchdown we got Joe Mixon to score a touchdown we got Travis Etienne to score a touchdown and Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. We got four anytime touchdown scores brought to you by the Casual Betting Brothers here at The Full Go. Once again, Calvin Ridley, Joe Mixon Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, all to score touchdowns for your same game parlay. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet you got the live same game parlays as well as the regular same game parlays you can find bets in the new explore tab you can dive into the parlay hub which is the best way to find the most popular parlays and so much more so visit fanduel.com slash full go that's fanduel.com f-u-l-l-g-o and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl must be 21-plus and present in select states. $5 pregame money line wager only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com.
0: The Full goal with Jason Jason Golf.
1: So, apparently, it was Lithuanian Heritage Night at the UC. <laughs> Very obscure. (laughs) I didn't know that was the case. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I thought it was just like, you know, a performance with like costuming or something that was going on behind her and they were rehearsing. Mm -hmm. They were rehearsing for Lithuanian Heritage Night. I, of course, did not know this was the case. And I apologize on Twitter because I actually was very sorry that anyone was offended uh, I'm sorry that I offended anybody, right? Uh, and that obviously wasn't my intent. Like I you know, I, I don't know if anybody didn't know about me, but I'm not the dude. It's like you know what, them Lithuanians. I can't wait to to disrespect them. I can't wait to get off on them. But you know what? I can understand. Like I understand it was an off color remark, and you know sometimes that happens, and and you can't um, be the arbiter of how something is received. So my apologies, like I, I apologized on Twitter and this is, you know, I got a call from my boss and he was like, Hey, just heads up. This is what some people are talking about. And I was like, cool. I'll go on the air. Mm -hmm. on Wednesday and apologize because that's where they got it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they got it from me on the air. I don't want the apology to be in no fine print or anything like that if anybody was offended or not if anybody, people were offended. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and first of all, that kind of smoke doesn't really... benefit me Mm -hmm. right like you know my career i'm not the one to run away from things that Mm -hmm. are controversial but that first of all i wasn't trying to be controversial and uh, honestly it was just a dumb dude making a dumb joke that offended some folks so i understand so i'll make the apology uh on the television Mm -hmm. side of things because that's where they got it and i don't want it to be you know i don't want it to i don't want it to be unclear that i'm not on that now (laughs) The Amish sock hop part, like I obviously didn't think that these people were at a sock hop and I didn't think that they were Amish. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought it was costuming and my apologies. And also Arturis Karnashovis is of Lithuanian descent, mm-hmm. right? So I don't want to be disrespectful in any way possible Don't think that it was some kind of targeted attack on anyone's heritage because immediately, you know, the floodgates is getting ready to open. Like there's, there's going to be, and, and and my fiance um, detailed to me, some of the things that could be said in, in, you know, in the reverse order that maybe I would take umbrage to. So I'm very aware of it. And, I don't do, and never in 20 some odd years, I haven't had to do one of these. So I don't know how to do it in, without it being clunky and like over apologizing. But I sincerely, and it's not like somebody's putting their thumb on me or anything. Like I sincerely don't want anyone thinking the wrong thing. Like the shit that I'm going to run into in life, I, I, I want you to know that I was prepared for it. Like, you know, like I, I meant it, I said it, and I knew what was coming with it. Had no clue was an idiot doing an idiotic thing so my apologies to the lithuanian community that was um that was offended by this because far be it from me to say oh on lithuanian heritage night i'm about to get these jokes off like so my apologies don't want to seem uh insensitive so yeah and now i know that um you know it's time for me to just Go ahead and be like everybody else in the business. You are getting Vanilla J from here on out, y'all. I am telling you, I am connecting the dots. <laughs> I I am painting by the numbers on that show going forward. Huh? Any, 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 anything that y'all watch going forward on that show? I'm going to let y'all know now. There will be layups, alley-oops at the rim that I will just watch, sail over it. And, and you guys will have to interpret by either my eye movement uh, a, a smirk or anything, you know, cause you know me, I'm, you know, I made a joke the other day about Zion Williamson on IG, you know what I mean? And then and, and shout out to uh, the IG girls who don't have email addresses because they couldn't send in any complaints. Right. So, you know, you can't, can't really DM NBC. Right. So, so, you know, I guess, I guess the problem with me is I should just stop. Right. I should just stop and, you know, quote unquote, stick to sports. It was a dumb joke, my apologies you know I'm sure i will uh you know I'm sure I'll have to talk to i I, I look forward actually to talking to people who, who uh were offended by my uh my uh what what wasn't my intent but obviously could not measure my impact so yeah but um you know I've got other feelings about this as well, so I don't want it to be mixed up with the actual apology so that's what it is on that. But whew, it was an interesting day around the golf household. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. And it's my dad's birthday too. Oh, shout out to my pops. Huh? Shout out to, to to Dito down there in Belize hanging out, doing his thing, you know, watching football on a Sunday and watching his Giants be ass, <laughs> well, which is, you know, par for the course since LT you know decided to hang him up and yeah, when's the last time the Giants were like great Eli right yeah Eli and the boys yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah he's had some recent vintage yeah I will say this man looking around at uh the rest of this NFC North you know today was the day if you're a Bears fan to just peel back and like you know it was hey bye weeks the best catch-up week of them all because you can look your lady in the face and be like hey today's about you you know this sunday i'm gonna take a break from football you know i, I i've i been thinking these last 11 12 weeks i've really been really been you know in the house a little bit too much you know let's let's go apple picking you know, let's let's go to Crate and Barrel like you want. You know, let's go get let's go get some seventy two dollar eggs. Like let's let's do something that I know your heart desires because it's the bye week and you don't know about NFL scheduling. And I know this is an easy week for me to pick up points, huh? You want to what? You, you want to stay in bed all day and and and, and watch rom coms? I was waiting for you to ask, huh? Yeah, yeah I, hey, I'll be up with the raisinets. You, you get it ready. You know what I mean? This is that week. So, on that week, you watch as much football as possible because you're not that guy, right? You're the person who's still a troglodyte who doesn't care about your, your wife's feelings. Um, the Detroit Lions. Now, the, the NFC right now, hey, San Francisco went in there and beat the brakes off of the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, yeah. bludgeoned them. Like, beat that ass, beat that ass. But you know what? I'm still torn in this NFC because the best team has the worst quarterback of the best teams, and it it makes for great theater, great drama, you know. Outside of Alex Brown, you know the, the Brock Purdy has kind of showed himself to everyone else. You know, but Alex still think that you know we got our own little Brock Purdy and Tyson Beighton, right? So, so yeah, Tony, you've Tony you've, Tony, you've been gone, Tony, you've been gone, Tony, you've been gone. Me and Alex have been sitting here just just trying to convince each other that the other person is wrong while smiling at each other and still loving each other. It's been a great family kind of therapy session, football wise, with me and AB every Tuesday, right? Like I'm the young, I'm the younger brother trying to convince the older more knowledgeable more experienced more uh you know entrenched brother that hey you could be wrong <laughs> you know ab has been out here campaigning for Matt Eberflus. like it's been it's been a sight to see yeah, yeah and i love ab i yeah. love ab you know From I the love last a. thing B. i
0: ab a- say was uh, scotty was not a hall of famer and i was yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah know, no, and, know and that, what jay doing a. with ab him he has yeah. emboldened and empowered this man
1: yeah, no, that's what, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, that's AB coming down the, the down the, the escalator. Like, you know what? I should run for president. <laughs> that, that is AB. I'm telling you right. Like AB, AB, that, that light shine on him, right? He get the he get the camera halfway off kilter. You can see half his head. I know he finna cook. Okay, <laughs> like we we all on the same calls. If AB is ever centered properly in the zoom, I'm not. Looking Looking forward to the conversation And that only happened in week two Since week two AB has been in the upper left hand Corner of the zoom One, one pod he had his eye I could see nothing but his eyebrows and his Florida hat Another pod he's sideways Portrait yeah yeah I don't even know how he do this shit on his phone Like your phone flips Naturally doesn't it Like If, it, if you turn your phone on its side AB has the only iPhone Where it's like you know what I'm gonna stay upside down with you i'm I'm, gonna film it like this which is a feature i don't even think that they actually put in i don't don't think that's how i know ab got money (laughs) because he got the only iphone that doesn't flip to portrait when you turn it upside down right (laughs) but but we've been talking about everything and brock purdy is the dude who you least uh, uh, and how can i say this because he's won games right but out of the three or four quarterbacks that we're really talking about in the NFC, he's the one I trust the least. You're going to tell me you trust, and, 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 and at some point in these games, it comes down to whose quarterback's going to make a play, right? Well, I, I still trust Jalen Hurts even after that ass whooping. I still trust Jalen Hurts more than Brock Purdy. If we get into a game where your defense don't travel or something happens wacky special teams-wise, shout out to Richard Hightower. Shout out to our guy Tricky Dick Hightower here on the special team. Hey, another clean week. For Richard Hightower and the boys, huh? special teams out here getting, even though it's bye week, another clean week. You know, I'm sure he called all his, his backups that he coached like, yo, hey, good job this week. Hey, Like, hey, coach, hey, what, what's going on? Why you on No, no, no. Good job. Good job. This is two straight weeks. <laughs> it's like OSHA. Sure. It's been three straight, it's been three weeks <laughs> since this special teams has had a, a catastrophic blunder that helped us lose a game. But if your special teams don't travel, your defense doesn't travel, who are you going to trust? You got to have a quarterback that's going to bail out certain parts of your team. In the playoffs, especially. I think Jalen Hurts is obviously that guy over Brock Purdy. And if you get mad at me and say, why? Well, right, look at the records. Look at how many games he won in a row starting. <laughs> that Frisco outfit is loaded. They're loaded at every level. They've got all pro players at every level or all pro caliber players like George Kittle still getting it done to a to a high degree Devo Samuel when healthy is out there playing running back and wide receiver Trent Williams it should be an MVP candidate the last five years running like let's really keep it real and then you get on the defensive side of the football at every level they've got a difference maker Fred Warner and the, Fred Warner is Mike Conley right where everybody was talking about Mike Conley like you know Mike Conley pretty cold for Memphis you know people ain't paying enough attention next thing you know it's 18 years later people still saying the same shit after a while we have been paying attention you know what I mean he's the dude that everybody wants to keep underground it's like this motherfucker selling out arenas I got all his merch You know, what I mean? he is no longer your garage band stop treating Fred Warner like he's some no name like oh you know you don't know Fred Warner god damn I don't he, he making every play in every big game he breaking people in half like yes I, I know who the heat seeking 6 foot 4 250 pound is is in the middle of their damn defense so to act like the 49ers don't have a buzzsaw and then at every level have somebody that's gonna make a play cool but if all that falls down Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts and let's face it (laughs) hey man he might be doing it against bums but Dak Prescott is out here showing y'all huh huh Dak Prescott is the kid who went to all the D.A.R.E. classes and graduated with the certificate and is like, see what it did for me? <laughs> you feel me? Like, hey, Dak Prescott been taking y'all shit for uh, three, four years now. <laughs> when he was trying to get his money, when after he got his money, he turned the football over too much. Well, guess what? He's been carving up bums these last six weeks. Carving them up. So much so that C.D. Lamb is out here like, yo, I'm the best re- receiver in football. C.D. Lamb put himself in a conversation that no 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 one else did because of three or four weeks of Dak Prescott being excellent. I trust Dak Prescott more than I trust Brock Purdy, right? And then, you know, we get to, hey, hey, I don't know, but y'all see my cousin from another in Detroit (laughs) again, just, uh, just another workman like 218, two touchdowns, 33 points scored on the road, the Detroit Lions at some point. You know, the brand that's on the can, we're going to have to stop thinking about them like that. So it's so interesting in this NFC. And I don't know if it's interesting because the the, the level of play is worse, but inside this division, like Detroit is already Detroit. They're like, they're the front runner. You're going to have to catch them. And then I watched tonight on Sunday Night Football – Where Jordan Love looks like a very good quarterback in the making. Like, we don't have to get into, I don't know how many times your man CC mentioned (laughs) Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. He mentioned him twice (laughs) in two subsequent possessions. And then on the third possession was like, I don't want to compare him. Well, that shit, stop saying it then. Stop saying it! Like you walking around your 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 kid all day. Like I don't want to compare you to that kid next door, but damn man, he out here mowing the lawn. He got a pretty girlfriend. He getting all A's. Like what 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 do you do? (laughs) Like have you picked up anything from this kid next door? Like what's going on? Like stop mentioning him if if you're not trying to compare him. All right, Jordan Love is out here making throws and Jordan Love is out here throwing some shit just in the air and letting Christian Watson go up and do his thing. Which there's something to be said for that too, right? Because the same reason we poke fun at Dak Prescott for throwing interceptions, there's a lot of guys who hold on to the football because they know that interception thing is gonna come back to bite them. And there's a lot of guys who don't take enough chances inside their offense. Dak Prescott's doing that. Jordan Love. He's just trying to win the game. And that's a big game to win. They're 6-6 six six with a bunch of bums ahead of them, including the Bears. They'll mess around and be 10-7 and, and and be in that in the hunt category because the Atlanta Falcons right now are in the playoffs in the NFC. The Atlanta Falcons, the team that can't wait to get rid of every quarterback on their roster and still don't know how to use Bijan John Robinson. That's a team that's vying for playoff contention right now. You talk about the Bulls missing out on some opportunities. The Bears were supposed to be in the thick of this thing this year. I don't want to hear all that is too early. Have you seen the NFC? Have you seen the NFC? The Bears, by the way, have a top 10 defense quietly while nobody's watching. They're, they're trending. <laughs> you know, these conversations going get to be a little bit different here coming up. All right, so can the number one pick get me? two, three more first-round picks, and then that number four pick get me the wide receiver I need, and then you move around, get yourself some defenders, and all of a sudden, I, I know the contract clock and all the other things. Listen, I know the reasons why you should move forward from Justin Fields, and probably will. Like We probably are going to see Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields exit this stage left real soon here. Real soon. We might. And all of the reasons why will have been laid out. There's there's tons of reasons why, I just know that with comp- well I feel with competent coaching, Justin Fields can be turned into something, but he's got to make some strides and the contract clock is ticking. <laughs> the strides that he's gonna make, you, you your mind should probably already be made up. If uh, to be honest with you, if you're an organization of note, like uh, you should be, your mind should be made up now because I want you to be thinking about how you're even going to rectify this situation or make it better. Rectifying it is, hey, Caleb, what, what, what number? Are, do you want 13? All right, Tyler Scott, you got to come up off that. You got to come up off that. Caleb Williams said he won wear 13. Justin, enjoy Seattle, right? And then you move on wherever that fifth, sixth pick, whatever the case may be, where that falls. You get a left tackle. You get a wide receiver. You, you keep it moving. You get yourself your new offensive head coach. But this this division... This division in Minnesota, I think, is going to be dead in the water for another year or two. Because the Kirk Cousins thing is moving on. That defense is in shambles. And Justin Jefferson can't throw the ball to himself. And the, the wide receiver being the best player on the team usually looks a little weird when nobody's around him. You know, Tyreek Hill being the best player on your team and you having Jalen Waddle and all those running backs and Tua Tonga-Vailoa being more than competent and your most talented player in your organization is your head coach. It's a different outcome. I don't feel that with Minnesota but Detroit is doing what they have to do. They've arrived. The Green Bay Packers are knocking on the door of a playoff berth with a quarterback who weeks at a time has looked not so good, and then other weeks looked like a competent to above average to really good quarterback. So this is this is missed opportunity time to me as a Bears fan taking a look at this football this, this bye week.
0: But you know what's weird, Jay? Like... And I get it, right, comparing Jordan Love. They had that stat, right? Like, he's matched up in his first 11 starts every bit. Every stat is comparable mm-hmm. to Aaron Rodgers' first 11 starts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and thinking about, you're probably right, that Justin, they're probably going to move on from him. But doesn't it sound weird, right, that the, Patrick's, that the Packers are most likely going to keep Jordan Love, try and build something around him, And the Bears are gonna trade Justin Fields, right? Like even saying that out loud where we were at the beginning of the year, where we were all like Justin is better than Jordan Love, and now they're like, we can stick with this, we can do something with this. And the Bears are talking about trading Justin Fields. Like it's a a weird dynamic to think
1: about. You know, you know why it's weird? Because we watched one every snap of the way. Like Matt LaFleur knew what he had in this dude because he's been coaching him for three years now, four years now, right? So he knew what he had and also what he didn't have. And he knew what this dude was getting ready to be prepared to see for the first time having the ball in his hands. Justin Fields, much like many first-round quarterbacks, didn't have that luxury of, all right, sitting on the bench. No, we needed to see him now because there was no hope. There was nothing else going on. Jordan Love had a Hall of Famer ahead of him still playing MVP caliber football. So you can sit in the cut and just learn that that, that process, you know, say what you want. That on-the-job training does does help you because if you're cold, you're just waiting to come out the the, the gates. You're just ready to, you know, Patrick Mahomes is in the cut like, all right, (laughs) as soon as y'all done with that, we can roll. I'm ready. (laughs) Now, would it be different? Maybe, but he'd still be Patrick Mahomes but the, the 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 launching pad of having a full season. You know Pat Mahomes didn't, didn't really get that run until the end of that first year. Right? So Jordan Love's been sitting here waiting for this and having that inventory and that consistency too. Like Jordan Love in his entire football career has had the same coaching staff. Justin Fields getting ready to be on his third. Right? So there's a difference in um, ecospheres, right? There's a difference in growth plates. There's a difference in also the players. Like, I'm going to be real with you. There's a lot more rhythm and timing when it comes to Jordan Love's game, and I expect that. I expect it. the The problem is... I don't expect the, the, the disparity to be so large in terms of the rhythm timing. And that could be because of the player or it could be because of the player and the coordinator or the play caller's relationship. You know, all that time that he's been on ice, Matt LaFleur has been watching him in his very few reps. Okay, this is what he does well. This is what I can depend on. This is what I have to throw him in the fire so the game shows him he can't do this anymore. And we're going to have to learn in the game. Oh, by the way, we got practices. You could play scout team. You could do other things. You're not dependent on, you know, yeah, you got to be in the playbook. But if you play, we fucked. <laughs> so so we're not talking about wins. We're talking about all damn our young quarterbacks out here. In Justin's situation, it's, oh, no, no. You got to learn. <laughs> and you have to be good at some point here soon so we can start feeling like we could add around you. And then you, a, a coach gets moved and then you get a, a, a new front office and a teardown where you are bereft of any NFL talent you had you had 40 some odd first and second year players on the team they're all kids running around and there's the one supposed to be uh, nurturing you and, and 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 bringing you along in your infancy stages of football so the situation wasn't wasn't perfect and this is what happens unless you are superhuman this is what it looks like this is what it looks like when you're in a bad situation as a young quarterback, and unfortunately, we as Bears fans have to learn how to watch that development and and key in on those things and figure out which which throws matter the most and you know who's open as opposed to is he holding the ball too long. We're learning that for the first time in a generation, to be honest with you, back to back times with Mitchell Trubisky and Justin Fields, and we're also we're also. <laughs> questioning the coaching while it's happening. It'd be different if Andy Reid was the coach and we're like, yo, come on. He can't play. He just can't play. He can't get it. He doesn't understand it. The game's too fast for him. All of a sudden, the jump from being the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year back-to-back years at Ohio State in in a P5 conference, playing against Clemson, playing against Alabama, right? And everybody wants to talk about all the people that are around him. Show me the quarterback that didn't have those picks around them. Show me the quarterback of note.
0: It didn't shine right? away people from Trevor you Can you name Lawrence. a couple?
1: Right. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Now, it is interesting. I saw somebody put out that Caleb Williams and his projected starters are around him, and, 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 and especially on the offensive line, you know, Justin had a ton of talent. That's Ohio State. That's Ohio State. Caleb Williams not being able to play on schedule a lot. And this is the other thing. This is where the evaluation process really, really comes in. Uh, Like it it is vital because does he not know how to play in structure because he's not getting blocked for or, you know, they're getting overwhelmed at the line of scrimmage and this is how he's had to learn how to play? Or is it the fact that he's got ants in his pants and he he just want to dance out there? He he just want to make plays and it's not going to happen with the one, two, three, four, five, getting at the top of the ladder, put, plant that back foot and drive the football. So, you know, as we try to figure out how you can win and how it's sustainable, we're at the point now where if, if, if four or five weeks determine if Justin Fields is going to be here, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it speaks to bad front office work. Like, and, and I don't know that that is the case, by the way. Like, they, I think they have their mind made up. I do. I, I, think, I think that everybody in that front office either has been convinced or knows that it's time. And then you got to read between the lines, you know, fist bumps on the sideline between Ryan Poles and Justin Fields as they walk around or walk by each other. And then after, you know, the bear hug and him getting lifting them off the ground, it's like, oh, that's not a quarterback you trade away, man, please. I didn't see coaches show up to kids' birthday parties and the players that they employ and cut their ass the next week. Stop playing with me, right? All that jubilation and all that celebration and all that... um that excitement and enthusiasm because 53 men and a whole staff and a whole organization was getting ready for one thing this week and we accomplished it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Right. And, and on top of it, they may be cool, right? They may have a good relationship, but if it comes down to a Ryan Poles ain't about to sacrifice his family for Justin Fields, <laughs> cause that's how they look at it. My family gotta eat. And, and the only thing that's going to stop meals for years down the line is if this team continues to lose because I chose this route with this quarterback. That wasn't my pick. <laughs> Hell, the, the, the coach ain't even my pick. Right? So Justin has found himself at a weird crossroads while we're watching this division kind of move and groove around the Bears. You know, ever since Ryan Poles said what he said about Winning the North and never giving it back, which I thought in the moment was like, dog, what are you doing? One, you know, hey, I love Game of Thrones as much as the next dude, fam. But I also know that it it is nerd central for us. Like, this is like, tell tell me you're lame without telling me you're lame. You're quoting quoting Game of Thrones, okay? And when I do it, I feel lame. I, I try to do it with my lady. She look at me like I'm an idiot. You know, I deserve it. I deserve it. When he said that, I was like, "Uh-huh, oh, y'all you better win because this is going to come back to bite you. Since then, your coach has won one divisional game. One. <laughs> a game. <laughs> so, you know, <sighs> the division, watching this Sunday night football game, Jordan Love, a whole bunch of young wide receivers, that defense is young. You got that boy, was it J- J- Jonathan Owens? Yeah. Married Simone Biles, you got Simone Biles on the Packers sideline. Like everybody shit look like more organized and more fun than ours does right now. <laughs> you gotta I go with your Green Bay bringing out the
0: stars. Taylor Swift pulled up. <laughs> right. Green Bay right. bringing right. out stars.
1: Right. They got Who's one, one the road games? into that town. Right. Right. Like we still, we still to bring out you know Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Like we, what are we doing out here, right? Like y- y'all know, y'all know, y'all been that kid before when you go over to somebody's crib and you know <laughs> you look around and you're like, oh man. What? the Fuck my parents doing, man. Like, what's going on? Like, like how, how, how did how did how did y'all get all this? Like, you got the Nintendo with the gun and the trackpad? <laughs> I had to I had to get straight A's to get a second controller out this bitch. Like, what are we doing out here? You know, you, hey, anybody in the car right now, laugh. Okay, you feel me. That cut deep just now. You know, you went over the I will never forget. I went over this kid who lived down the street from me in Evanston kid used to be the one of the baddest kids in the school right look like dennis the menace for real for real went over his crib he had the trackpad for the nes system and for all you young bucks out there y'all if if you know you know having the nintendo was cool right having nintendo with the gun for duck hunt super cool having the trackpad oh now you styling on me now now I got to take all the snickerdoodles from the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? I got to pee on the seat a little bit. I got to hate. I got to do something to ruin the, the gorgeousness that is going on in this home. Okay. I'm gonna walk my ass three. It wasn't even like we live far too. I'm gonna walk three blocks down the street to an entirely different existence where I got a Sega Genesis and I'm out here playing, you know, (laughs) I'm out here playing Altered Beast. You know what I mean? He over there playing the Olympic games. He over there jousting because he has a trackpad and I'm doing this. That's what Bears fans feel like right now. That's what Bears fans are like, man, can't wait to to see a quarterback (laughs) release the ball on time. (laughs) Meanwhile, we watching Jordan Love go blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes on Sunday Night Football. Huh? Huh? Thank God for Kobe White and Patrick Williams not liking their teammates.
0: (laughs) What up, world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Goff presented by the Ringer, a Spotify original.
1: My baby was gone for, uh, She's gone for like five days. She's going to be gone for like two weeks coming up on Tuesday.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I hope she doesn't listen to this pod, but I don't do well when she's gone. Like I miss her and I get mad that she's gone. Like I get mad that she's gone. <laughs> like, like I'm like, like, who the fuck is supposed to take care of the things that need taken care of around here? Namely me. You know what I mean? I'm like, you have a you have a a six soon to be seven-year-old little bonus son, and you've got me, big son. Cause what are we doing out here? I gotta feed myself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, clean up. You know, take like just the little things. You know what I mean? Like you, you get up and you're like, "Damn, that bed ain't gonna make itself." I gotta, I gotta do that. You know, like I get, I get a, I get a little downtrodden when she's gone. Right? So, so this last week has, it's been interesting. It's been interesting to say the least. And now she's getting ready to go back out, shoot the reunion show, and all these things. But. Yeah. So these next few pods, I, I got, I'm doing self cheering up, you know what I mean? Like I'm putting myself into a better mood, right? I'm doing all the things that Dr. Wilson says about about making sure I, I realize where all the, the internal strife is coming from. And it's only on me, you know, she got to do her job or whatever, but it's like, Hey man, you know, do that and, and be here. Like, can you, can you remotely be in two places at once? Can that happen? So I I I know what these next couple of weeks are gonna look like. Fellas, y'all gonna have to rock with me. Y'all gonna have to hey, y'all gonna see me come on here with different pair different color socks on, right? I'm <laughs> I'm be <laughs> I'll be wearing, you know, the, the the old t-shirts, you know, with the bacon necks, cause cause somebody not telling me to take my ass back inside and act like you got somebody. You know, she did that the other day too. Boy, hey, fellas out there, I don't even know if this is gonna make it to the pod, right? But you know, we don't want them to know how like how much they do for us because we that's how we why but we tell them but when they ain't around boy do we really really understand and feel it. Because I, uh, the all I did pretty much was like, all right, it's me and you suit. <laughs> this is all I got for the next week. Other than that, yeah, if y'all see me roaming around in a robe <laughs> with, with cowboy boots, <laughs> a snorkel, and a sombrero, know that she out of town. Know that I don't have it in me to put it together. Uh, I, am, I am, I am barely functional. Okay. So this is, this is going to be a win for her if it does make it to the pod. She's not going to hear it because, you know, we don't support each other like that. We're not that couple. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how we get down. You don't have to listen to my pod. You know, I'll watch your show when we together. But, you know, I love you. You love me. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, pray for your brother. And pray for Jace. I got to be honest with you, because he—he's—he's he's the one that's really gonna have to start making some decisions around here. Okay, I can't—I can't continue to ask a six-year-old what he wants to eat and him say, "I don't know." At, hey, player. Hey, we do not have time for this inefficient <laughs> indecision. Was worse come, the kid come. that doesn't know what they
0: want to eat, or the, the spouse that doesn't Ooh. know what they want?
1: Uh, oh shit What we eating While Pia's out of town You better be glad Thanksgiving is over Cause I, <laughs> I messed around And <laughs> Put some penicillin On them leftovers And be like Hey Here's soup <laughs> You feel me, hey? How much? Hey, the thing that I do enjoy about my kid is he is a huge fan of ramen, right? And I think it's because he hears people ordering ramen, and it's like you know, it's the, the you know the, the the new metro, you know, eating like. Poor food, pretty much that that people make to be like rich food. Like like I remember the first time I had bone marrow. I'm like, y'all charging thirty dollars for this? I remember I used to eat this all. Of, I'd be forced to eat this at, at, in Belize. You kidding me? You eat a chicken bone and it's clean, and then you're like, yeah, I'm done. You done? <laughs> hey, eighty four year old Belizean woman with the with the hands of Deacon Jones, snap a chicken bone in half and be like, yep, a little something in there for you, player. Since <laughs> don't ask for shit else you know <laughs> yeah kidding me next thing i know y'all y'all putting some butter on it and, and making it look pretty and charging 35 dollars for it what the fuck what i saw man the first time i ordered bone marrow i was like i gotta you, you know what you uh uh-huh. you, you white folks you, you y'all are y'all are amazing <laughs> this is i Hey, kudos. I love what you're done with the place because this is a jux, okay? This is a stick up, huh? I thought we was doing it only with oxtail, but man, bone marrow. So shout out to him for liking things that, you know, when we were poor, we had to do that now become fashionable. So he's like, yeah, give me some ramen, dad. You know, we, some, we some ramen. I'm like, all right, cool. You get as much ramen as you want, player, you know? And, and he, he looks forward to it coming out the package, too. I'm like, oh, you wait till college. <laughs> this is going to be all you eat. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. So, yeah, we're going to be struggling over here at the golf household for a couple of weeks. You know, y'all going to hear it in my voice. Uh, if we get any breakout clips, y'all going to see it in my face. you gonna see it in my eyes. Uh, I will be disheveled in, in, in spirit and in body. So, you know, I, I usually don't have any. Uh, time to warn people uh, of like when I'm going to be down and out or when the mood is going to change. Just know that the next two weeks when y'all see me out here, uh, just drop a little something in the cup, you know, just 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 make me feel a little bit better, you know, because at some point I will be shaking a cup outside trying to figure out where my next meal is coming from because uh, I am a child functioning as an adult only in my job. That's it. That's it. It's the full goal. So, am I wrong for seeing all this college football playoff fallout and thinking, what's the problem? <laughs> like, am I, am I, am I, everybody's like, oh, how could you do that to Florida State? They're 13 0 in the ACC. You know how I could do it? <laughs> you know how I can do it? I saw that their quarterback got his leg rearranged. Shout out to Jordan Travis. You know, it's a horrible injury. Horrible injury, horrible turn of events. He was balling like he was playing top tier, premier level quarterback. And then I saw what they had behind him. Come on, man, y'all know what (laughs) they had a man throw for fifty nine yards in a game, and y'all about to be sitting here like, well, four best teams got to make it. Yes, they do. (laughs) The the CFP was like, well the four best teams raise their hand? Florida State, please keep your hand down. Y'all thought for two seconds that the committee was going to say, you know what? Yeah, you guys are one of the four best football teams. Come on in and get y'all ass whooped by Michigan or Washington. Nah, the committee's like, nah, we want this. Uh, Oh, yeah, we got to sacrifice y'all and y'all don't have a quarterback? Y'all don't y'all, y'all have a leg, literally, to stand on? Yeah, come on in here with your angst and worry and anger. And this is the other thing, too. I'm finding out more and more that people care a lot more about these kind of things than I do. I'm here to be entertained. Do you know when these games fall? Okay? They're they still on New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Right. We still, uh, we still doing the New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. Oh, even better. Yep. Even better. Do you know when these games fall? On the days that you either are around a blast or around somebody or something that is making you think, you know what, this year going to be different. (laughs) I want to be entertained on that day. I'm not about to sit here and watch a team and think to myself, man, this would have been a good game if... No, and for all the people out there, well, the games mean nothing then. If that's the case, listen, I you you talking to a '80s baby? You talking to a dude who would watch a team go 12 and 0, knowing damn well that Biu wasn't byu wasn't by, about by to be uh, deemed the national champions, right? Nebraska with Tom Osborne and them boys with all the felons that you can stick on one roster, going 12 and 1, 13 and 0. Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips, and them boys running around come from the days of the you come from the days of watching notre dame and colorado go at it and us argue about who the best team in the nation is come from that steve entman team in the pac-10 back in the day at washington who everybody thought was the best team but didn't get a chance to play the the, the best competition didn't get a chance to play the number one team at the end of the year so yeah i'm used to somebody just saying guess what that team ain't good enough it's just recently that we doing all this BCS stuff and now CFP stuff where we got to have some some ranking systems and, and you got to have this, this head of this, uh, athletic department. Who's the person that's going to catch all the arrows and all the slings. This is the target this, this two years or this three years. Oh, by the way, you know, this, this Iowa AD is the person you should hate for the next couple of years. Cause that's the person who will be keeping schools out. No, 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 no. Give me the best games possible on what is a holiday. And that's as simple as it is. Does it suck? Yes. Sports suck sometimes. You know, hey, fair does not guarantee you. Okay. an outcome. It does not. Everybody wants fair out here. What's fair is they got money to make. This is going to drive way more traffic than Florida state getting in there. And if Florida state, cause this is what's going to happen. Y'all Florida state's going to go to their bowl game and get the brake speed off of them okay and it's going to be let down central and people are going to be like see this is why no 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 even before that happens even before Florida State gets beaten, a bowl game okay they they're not one of the four best teams in the nation and and Nick Saban looked right into a camera and was like hey y'all guess what we just did you can kill all that nonsense that's going on in the ACC they just won a 16 to 6 ball game in the championship game okay we just did what, what what nobody's done in 29 games to the Georgia Bulldogs outright outright no mystery so you know Michigan, Washington, I'm feeling you know I'm feeling those vibes because hey, you got Big 10, you got Pac-12 which, you know, is going to be over here soon. But Rose Bowl's going to be jumping Sugar Bowl's gonna be jumping. It's gonna feel like childhood all over again for me. I didn't have to get into. I don't really don't have to get into the Heisman debate or nothing like that. This is hey, college football. Thank you so much for doing what you've done this season. I've been able to jump in few games here, or there. You can you hey, you can get mad at me if you want to. If you're a Florida State fan, shout out to my man Tim Bach out there. He and my guy. I used to work with Tim at the score. He gave me a little. I hate you, but I love you. But you know, I hate you right now because this, that, and the other, and and the strength of schedules. Hey. Hey, listen to me, y'all. Miss me with all of that. Okay? <laughs> if I pull up, say Jace was, was a star AAU basketball player, and I pull up, and I'm like, hey, uh, by the way, Jace is hurt, but I got the rest of these bombs that I brought along with me. they be like, oh, get your ass out of here, man. We, we paid to see the show. That's all the consumer is saying. I'm here for the show. And y'all could do y'all could y'all could adjudicate fairness later. I'm here for the show. The show got hurt. The show ain't the show no more. When Cincinnati and Kenya Martin broke his leg, and people were like, "Oh, he should be a number one C." Y'all remember Kenya Martin broke his leg shortly before the tournament? He broke his leg. Kenya Martin was hell on wheels. That man was a grown man out there playing with boys, seemingly at Cincinnati. Full of grown men, broke his leg. Should they have been the number one seat? Hell no. The show got hurt. The main attraction got hurt. That's all that happened here. Does it suck? Yeah. It's not cool. It's not fair. But consumerism, <laughs> capitalism, and especially big bucks and big business like the CFP is, it ain't supposed to be fair. And it's never going to be fair.
0: I think it is fair. <laughs> like, I mean, you can end this all, like, without even the, the big conversation of, we trying to make money out here and we trying to get ratings is you're not the top 14 anymore. Like how can you honestly say with uh, your starting quarterback, your Heisman candidate out that you can still be considered a top 14? You're not, you're not compared to right. them to, and it sucks, right? It sucks. But you simply are not a top 14 anymore. And look, this also is a game of attrition. <laughs> it's also a game of attrition. Like you need to be helped. The Milwaukee Bucks got bounced in the first round. They weren't healthy.
1: It states it in the bylines though, Tone. It mm-hmm. states it. A so team not missing a coach or a player right. that that yes. that of substance. Right. Like it states it in the
0: criteria. Right. It like it'd be a different conversation, right, if uh, you know, Harbaugh was suspended for the remainder.
1: I just I um I don't know how to explain it any other way than Florida State obviously isn't one of the four best teams in the nation right now. That's just it. That's just it. Uh and more uh outside the shy news. Hey man. This email you LeBron thing. Now that we've got the audio and the lip readers have been deployed, yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> like what Why can't people just stop disrespecting LeBron? (laughs) Like he's a target. He's a walking target for it. Now, if you don't know, Ime Udoka, Houston Rockets head coach. Yeah, that Ime Udoka. (laughs) Doing a fantastic job with the Rockets this year. Fantastic job. Um, He, after the game, said that, you know, you don't want to get punked by dudes that ain't used to really punking people. Or something to that effect. In the game, he told someone on the Lakers team to stop whining. Stop, you know, bitching. Stop being a, you know, such and such. And LeBron James got wind of it and spoke up for his teammates saying, don't use that word so loosely. Which then (laughs) let us find out (laughs) that Emei Udoka ain't about these games. The posture on Emei Udoka and... Yo, maybe not for Ime. You know, I'm now I'm not speaking about Ime. Now I'm speaking about just when you see that kind of posture and you know somebody's history. Hey man, anybody who could pull off something that, you know, was alleged to be pulled off by Ime Udoka and not blink and also be publicly um, flogged by Everyone in sports and also black women alike for doing that to someone like Nia Long and in this moment, not speaking to Ime Udoka. Yeah, that dude ain't flinching at shit. That 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 dude is ready for all the smoke. And on top of it, when when LeBron starts to walk up some of the words that were used by a coach who played with LeBron, like he played against LeBron. Like people went back and dug up what LeBron did against e the night he played against him, 32-7-7, and you know. But e sitting there calling him a soft-ass boy and, you know, all the things that you know all the Jordan and Kobe lovers because now it's not just the Jordan people. It's not just the Jordan fans. It's the Kobe lovers now who have now dogpiled in like, oh, Anything, any slight that we can take or dig at LeBron, we in there. And LeBron doesn't make it easier on himself because if you're walking up on somebody who obviously isn't backing up, what are we doing here? Like, ain't nobody going to fight. Let's just go ahead and talk crazy and get up out of here, but... You know, Ime Udoka add him to the list of fans that uh have have now um jumped to that side of thing because you know now Ime Udoka is going to be the representation of all the LeBron James hate going forward for another couple of weeks. Like he's firmly placed himself in that position, and there's gonna be a lot of fans who enjoy doing that, and I love it frankly because the league needs a little sauce. League needs a little sauce. League needs a little angst. League needs a little hate. So. But, man, those words to that dude and now being decoded? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We getting close to Christmas time. We getting close to the league ramping up. Dudes out here fighting, acting up. Like, this is, this is I'm all in right now. So, yeah, all this CFP consternation and all the email you LeBron smoke and everything that's happening in the league is about to be a, a, a very happy holiday season on the hardwood. Is Chicago in the house? Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you're listening to the Full Golf Podcast with my man Jason Golf. Your boy Dave Jeff, holla at y'all. Much love. It's been an eventful couple of days. Looking forward to hanging out and doing it again on Tuesday. Always, always good to hang out with the guys, the fellas. Thank you so much to everybody out there. Episode 323 has been a blast. You know, I my baby came back home, so I. I, I'm upbeat, happy for a couple of days. Thank you, thank you, Dad. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate talking about you, you asshole. <laughs> I did miss you though. I did miss you. I don't don't get it twisted. I did miss you. Very happy to have our guy Tony Gill back. Uh, girl, Dad. huh. you know. They always say, "Girl, dads, you know, it's karma for everything that you did as a dude." But I gotta be honest with you: there's no more loving and wholesome. Like this is this is the this is the outlier. This is the exception that proves the rule. Because you know, if anybody was supposed to get a girl in their life, <laughs> it, it was me, right, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Tony got a girl because, you know, he earned a girl. He deserved a girl. God saw it fit for him to have a girl. But, you know, and look at in Chris's eyes, too. You know, he he probably didn't dodge that karma bullet. Like, I know Chris has uh, put some some skins on the wall, so so to speak. So, you know, shout out to our guy, Tony Gill, for living that wholesome, you know, enriching, fulfilling life. And then being blessed with a baby girl on top of it. You know, I know it's a bunch of brothers that are listening right now, like, damn, man, he, he. he was a good guy and got a girl how'd that happen (laughs) so shout out to the new edition. we're we're happy to have our guy tony gill back um yeah man feel like a family again you know and this is also this is also what i'll say about the situation you know i'm just glad tony's back to work Because there's nothing I hate more than a motherfucker who ain't at work who is sitting in the group chat talking about work. This motherfucker Tony for two months couldn't wait to talk. I'm like, hey man, you are not on the roster right now. Okay, you in the training room. You are a ghost on this team. Okay, all right. You gotta file takes, Jay. Yeah, It's, my, file it's takes. fucking eleven forty-five in the morning. This motherfucker's talking about Andre Drummond and shit. I'm like, wait a minute, man. If you don't get your ass off this goddamn phone, <laughs> go be a day. Go be a family man. Like this it, man at two in the morning, probably getting you know bottles ready. You know, sitting there talking about <laughs> DJ Moore. Like if you don't get your and another thing, right. She'll get your black ass off this group chat man that's why I'm glad to have him back cause I'll have to get these takes without seeing his silly ass face on, this, on these zoom calls so you know that's the way we show love to the brothers out here shout out to our guy Tony Gill shout out to y'all thank y'all so much for hanging out with us downloading this thing of course subscribing to it following us on the socials we will be talking to Alex Brown uh, tomorrow or t- our next pod I should say about what who knows Maybe we'll make up a game where Alex and I could disagree about the the, the most important parts of the game because seemingly that's the part of the conversation that y'all enjoy the most. So we'll shout out to him, see if he wants to work. And if not, you won't hear him on Tuesday's pod. It's as simple as that. You know, we're not going to lie to you and say we're going to promise something and then not give it to you. If A.B. wants to talk about anything besides Bears football, we will hear from A.B. If you don't hear from A.B., it's because he had a take about Justin Fields that we didn't think was airable. That's about it okay, so we'll, we'll you it'll be a surprise to everyone on Tuesday. How about that? all right? Thank you so much for uh you know hanging out with us, sharing it with your family and friends. And I saw a lot of people Spotify top plays, huh. A uh, lot, lot, of, lot of full go action out there, up there with, you know, shout out to Bill Simmons and the rewatchables and, you know, higher learning. There's a lot of Spotify only, you know, or Spotify presents joints up there. So thank y'all. Appreciate y'all's support, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. The These these top plays and top podcast things come out, and you know me. You send it to me. I'm sharing it. huh? I'm out here. Hey, ain't nobody going to promote you. I'm going to promote my damn self. So I appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing us, giving us the five stars you know we need. If not, we're going to see you in these streets, okay? And it's the holiday season. We hungry, okay? We got, we got things to do. My kid got a birthday on the 16th, and then Christmas is nine days later, okay? I got to go, yeah, exactly the face that everybody in the Zoom made. My son was all of 25 seconds old when the nurse looked at me and was like, and he better get something on his birthday. And Chris- I'm like, ma'am, would you take that premature baby and put him in the incubator while you're sitting here panhandling for gifts? God damn it. You feel me? <laughs> Do your job, ma'am talking about what i need to buy my goddamn son this man has took his first breath of air and (laughs) weighing two pounds and you sitting here talking about some goddamn toys put them in the damn machine and let's get our ass up to nick you i'm sorry y'all i digress but yeah so yeah (laughs) let's catch y'all in a minute we appreciate y'all thank y'all so much to our production staff a shadowy figure that is known as steve cerruti the exceptional one kyle williams Of course, the Chief Vibes Officer himself, Chris Sutton, and the dad, Tony Gill, ladies and gentlemen. Our guy, Tony Gill, back in full effect. The team is back, huh? (laughs) Play the A-team team in the back, right? You know, who's Hannibal? Who, who's Mr. Oh, I know who Mr. T is. I know who y'all think Mr. T is. So I'll, I'll eat that. I'll eat that. I already know. I already know. <laughs> who's the dumb one that, that, that's shining all the time? <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. So for the fellas, thank y'all so much as always. <laughs> take care of each other. Be safe. And remember to stay sucker free. We'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8HOPENY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.